Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here, and welcome to Modern Business. Welcome back, everybody, to Modern Business Podcast. Thank you all for uh, hopping on for another awesome episode today. Uh, I'm always excited to speak with brands that I don't know a lot about. Uh, and you know, for those who have been listening to many of the episodes that Ryan and I do uh, on a weekly basis, you know, I've grown up in this space, and so there aren't very many brands that I uh, have to admit that I don't know a lot about. But this one um, not only shares uh, a word that we have in modern, uh, spelled a bit differently, but they also are a brand um, that is just really interesting and really has invented a new space in franchising. So I'm very excited to talk about that. Uh, and we'll be having on the co-founder and CEO, uh, in just a moment, but before we actually get to that interview, uh, I do want to kind of go through a couple of announcements as per usual. Um, as the, at the time that you guys are all likely listening to this, we are in the thick of our, um, modern business podcast tour that we are doing, uh, on the West coast, uh, this summer. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of the things that we're doing on social media and things of that nature. Uh, please feel free to engage and follow along and let us know if there's anybody that you would like us to stop by to go and see. Um, you know, this is something that Ryan and I wanted to do last summer, but of course we were unable to do that because uh, the world had other plans. Uh, but we are really excited to be doing it this summer. So please feel free to uh, engage and let us know if you would like us to visit anybody um, along the way. Additionally, uh, if, you've, uh, if you folks have not seen, uh, we are doing a lot of really awesome stuff as it relates to franchise switchboards. So if you have not joined the Facebook group or if you've not checked out on franchisors.com to see some of the really awesome folks who are uh, looking for gigs within the franchise space or you're looking uh, to check out some job listings, please do that. Um, Antonia from Fisher Zucker, uh, from the Fisher Zucker team is doing an awesome job at updating that each and every day. So please feel free to go up and check that out. Uh, lastly, uh, for those for the for the twelve people who have not seen this in the franchise space, Springboard and Young Conference are going to be live and in person this year. Uh, Springboard will be the twenty sixth to the twenty eighth of September in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, please go to franchise switchboard uh, franchise Springboard, excuse me, dot uh, com to go and check that out. Uh, and then additionally, uh, if you folks have not seen, uh, Ryan and I host a really awesome conference for the young folks in the franchise space to engage and to meet each other. Uh, called Franchise Young Conference. Uh, we're really excited to be hosting that again. Uh, it is going to be starting a Halloween night uh, in Fort Lauderdale, and we'll be taking that to November 2nd. So if you folks would like to learn a little bit more about that, um, more details will be coming. So feel free to reach out to both Ryan and myself, or you can always reach uh, Antonia at Fisher Zucker's team uh, to go and discuss and learn more about that as well. All right, everybody. Uh, really excited to bring in my next guest today. He is the CEO and co-founder of Modern Acupuncture. I have Matt Hale on with us. Matt, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, really excited to kind of learn a little bit more about the brand. I think that, as always, just to kind of give some familiarity to everybody, uh, let's talk a bit about the founding story and kind of how you guys came up with this idea uh, and really where you come from, because you do have uh, franchise DNA, as I like to say. So, you know, you definitely okay. do have precedent into the space. So let's talk a bit about that and how you came up with this uh, awesome idea. Sure. And let me speak to uh, my experience in franchising. and I think that'll help connect some dots to where I am today and where we are with um, modern acupuncture. Uh, when I was in college, uh, I went to University of New Mexico in Albuquerque. I was going to the business school um, and there was a new franchise that had come up called, and it was a, a noodles concept, very similar to noodles and company, which is a 
a big brand across the United States, uh, fast casual restaurant concept. And, uh, you know, we wanted to open in Albuquerque. Um, and I'd said to myself, man, this is pretty fascinating. This is a franchise. And so that was kind of my, my first understanding of franchising because I just wanted to better understand how it worked and how the relationship with franchisee franchise or anyhow, um, I ended up raising, um, put together a business plan just out of college, raised close to half a million dollars and moved out to where I am now, out to Arizona, uh, and became one of their first franchisees. Um, so I was very young, 23 years old. I was employing about 35 people, uh, but that gave me a really good understanding of what it meant to be a franchisee um, and learned a lot through what needed to happen on the franchisor level. Um, a lot around communication, the importance of that. Um, from the franchisor all the way down to the franchisee and then to the consumer. So that was my first experience in franchising. Um, and then about eight years later, um, the stars really aligned for me. I was approached by um, my, one of my partners here now um, and another gentleman who is one of our regional developers in Southern California. We were approached with an opportunity um, to partner with the founder of Massage Envy, John Leonicio, and come in as the new management team for the joint chiropractic. And that was in 2010. Uh, they only had about eight or nine units open. They were only franchising two chiropractors at the time. Um, so our group came in um, and essentially we're like, we said, we need to take a look at, you know, what's going on here. Um, and really, is there an opportunity to scale chiropractic like John had uh, with Massage and Massage Envy? Um, so we took a look at the model and we all decided that this has tremendous upside. Uh, chiropractic was growing in utilization and we thought that there could be opportunity to scale it just like he did massage. Um, so our group came in, um, kind of recultivated everything, stopped franchising it for about six months just so we could put some tools and systems in place and then decided to start franchising to uh, non-licensed chiropractors as well um, and they could employ the chiropractors. And so through John's network of massage MB franchisees, um, and then just other groups that he had known over the time, we kind of opened the opportunity back up. Um, and from there, we grew very rapidly. Um, I think in our best year, we opened close to 100 units. That was in 2013. Uh, my role there was the vice president of operations. Um, and early on, I was, I, was doing, I was doing a lot more than that. Um, that's where I learned mm -hmm. a lot about the, the, the construction piece and just a lot of the tools and resources that were necessary to get franchises open. Um, so during my time there, we grew up from eight units to close to 400 open. Um, we were a big part of taking the company public, uh, back in 2016, um, or 2015. And that was around the same time that I started to learn more about acupuncture. Um, one of our franchisees at the joint chiropractic, uh, here in Scottsdale, uh, one of the clinics I frequented quite often, uh, he was telling me that he was starting to send patients out um, for acupuncture in conjunction with their chiropractic care. Uh, and through that, he started to learn that his patients were seeing phenomenal results. Um, and so every time they came back, they're like, Dr. Steve, Dr. Steve, who now is one of my partners here. Um, they said this, that acupuncture is phenomenal. Thank you so much for referring me out. It's not only helping me with, you know, lower back pain or whatever he sent them uh, to, to, to the acupuncturist for, but it was also helping them with stress and, um, you know, a few other things as well. So him and I started getting them into more conversation. Um, and if you fast forward another three, four months, he started to share a lot of 
data with me and started to share that acupuncture is one of the fastest growing medicines in the world. Um, and there, there's huge opportunity. Um, to, to your point earlier, there's not really a, a category creator or a category leader in, in acupuncture. Um, so Dr. Steve told me, he said, Hey, I'm going to open up a, you know, an acupuncture clinic next to, next to the joint. And so him and I, we got, uh, our partners now, which are myself, Dr. Steve, and then two other guys that, uh, were a big part of, of the joint chiropractic explosion. Uh, we left there and we said, we're going to, we're going to try and <laughs> try and franchise the acupuncture, um, profession. And so that was in late 2016. Um, and now you fast forward to today, we have close to 50 units open. Uh, we have over 150 licenses awarded, um, through COVID we saw a little bit of a slowdown, which most businesses did. So I think it, you know, we lost about a year or two just based on COVID and, and our, our growth trajectory, but, um, we're coming back out of it now. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of a high level of where we started and where we are today. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you going through that. It's always helpful to have some context into, you know, the humble beginnings of the brand. And obviously you, you definitely have a lot of experience in the, in the health and beauty and wellness space, uh, just all together. And so, you know, quite a leadership team that you guys have assembled for a brand that, uh, you know, brands of your, of your size, uh, don't typically have a leadership team behind it like you all. So I think that there's certainly something to be said about that. Um, I know that that certainly is a differentiation piece, but let's talk a bit about how you guys are differentiating from others and, you know, the health and wellness space, you know, in particular, you have a lot of experience in it within different disciplines, uh, just talk about why somebody should go to an acupuncture, an acupuncturist, as opposed to anybody else to kind of heal their ailments. Sure. Yeah, that's a good question. We get that a lot. Um, acupuncture has been practiced for over 2,500 years. Um, a lot of people don't realize that, but it, it started in China. Um, it's only been practiced here in the United States through licensing through you know state boards and really got organized about 40 or 50 years ago. So here in the United States, obviously, has been practiced for that long. And that's why I think there's opportunity for us to come in and again, be that category creator and a category leader. Uh, but the important thing to very important to me is that through acupuncture and through what we're providing, uh, you know, my analogy is, you know, high tide raises all boats and that's what we're trying to do with the profession. We're trying to elevate it. Uh, and so or very early on, what was important to me and important to my partners and I, did, I was to identify people within the profession that could really in the acupuncture profession that could really help us grow and gain partnerships with the schools and the associations and really identify who are the, who are the best people in the space. And if we can do that, then we can all partner together and leverage this wonderful medicine. And I think back to your question, why should people go to acupuncture? Well, it's proven, right? It's been around for 2,500 years. It's very, very safe. There's a tremendous amount of case studies that identify acupuncture as a proven modality for, for pain management, for stress management, for digestion, that assists with sleep. Um, and so people nowadays are looking for natural ways to heal. They're looking for natural ways to manage stress and anxiety. They're looking for natural ways to help with sleep, particularly in these environments that we live in now. Things are so stressful, right? And things are moving so quickly that people are looking for the natural ways to do it. Um, and I think in conjunction with that as well is that if we could continue to grow the health side of our, of our business, you talked a little about beauty as well. Um, we do provide what's called cosmetic acupuncture, which helps 
fill in fine lines and wrinkles by basically pr- promoting blood flow and oxygen to the face. And that's really how acupuncture works. You're sending blood flow and oxygen and nutrients to areas of the body that are lacking. So with our cosmetic acupuncture, there's usually the protocol is 10 to 18 needles that go in different parts of the face. And again, that's to help um, produce collagen and help produce blood flow and oxygen to the face, which over time, you're going to start to see a more healthier glow. Um, and so those are kind of the two services. And I look at it again, you know, the three pillars that we offer are the beauty component, um, the pleasure component, which is the stress relief and the relaxation, and then also the pain management piece. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that you have ability to be able to service a lot of people because of that. And I think that, you know, having those three pillars are always important. It's nice not to pigeonhole yourselves, especially, uh, when you are in the health and wellness and beauty space and upselling is so common, uh, and people are so loyal, um, because it is the body. Right. So I think it definitely is uh, important to be able to have all of those components. Now, uh, I, I want to pivot to something here that I think, um, is interesting based off of the industry that you were in. I, I, I know you mentioned in, you know, your previous answer that, you know, COVID wasn't super fun uh, for anybody in terms of, you know, your business and set you guys back a couple years. But I'm sure, um, as most great brands do, and I know that you guys have a very sophisticated team over there, um, technology certainly did play a role in getting you guys through COVID. It allowed you to be a little bit more nimble, uh, I'm certain. Uh, is there any technology of note that helped you to gain an edge, uh, not only during COVID, but just general franchisees uh, were able to probably use any tools, proprietary systems that helped you guys to, you know, kind of come out of it a little bit faster to prepare you um, for the explosive growth that you guys are are due to have due to all the things that you guys have um, in development at the moment? Yeah, I think one of, you know, I've talked to a lot of franchisors and their biggest pain points are usually the onboarding systems of new franchisees. And so what that mm-hmm. means, if you put yourself in the shoe as a franchisee and you sign a franchise agreement with the franchisor, usually it's like, okay, what do I do now? And so through my year, my, you know, 15, 20 years in franchising, along with my partners, particularly Mike Nestaby, who heads up our whole technology department. Um, him and I put our heads together years ago and said, we've got to identify, you know, there's systems out there like Fran Connect and a few others, but to us, there's nothing out there that could really accomplish what we needed. So we built our own proprietary system to where once a franchisee comes on board with us, they have access to their critical path. And what that is, there's over 250 steps within this path. And each step they go through, you know, to give you an example of this, they click on a certain step. Now, if they don't know how to do that step, then there's an an example or a document within our software that walks them through it or tells them exactly how to accomplish that task. Once that task is accomplished, then it can send triggers to any department within the company or other others if we need to. It's got access to, to vendors and those sorts of things. So that really is, everything's within the system. So once they, you know, a franchisee uh, starts construction, they're going to start hiring, right? They have access to all the documents that that's, that assist them with recruitment opportunities, recruitment tools. And then once they start hiring their team, they have links to all our proprietary training that we've developed as well. Um, so it's a very robust system. It gives access. And more importantly, it gives us uh, trackability of where they're at and accountability. And to me, it speeds up the entire process of getting franchisees open 
it guides them all the way to getting a clinic open. And then furthermore, we use the system once the franchisees are, are open uh, to really assist them as they go through their first couple of years of being a franchisee of modern acupuncture. Um, and the second piece of this and what was really supportive of using the system that we've created through COVID was we looked at other opportunities, right? We looked at where else can we position ourselves to help as many people as we can? Because our mission that we founded from day one is making lives better. And so to us, we've got to get as many people as we can to get access to this wonderful medicine. Um, and so the VA, they, um, they certainly have um, the VA hospitals, they refer out to acupuncture. And we've spoken with um, many people at the VA um, and it's harder for them to hire acupuncturists, to retain them, to provide a high volume of care like we can. So a lot of our franchisees were going through what's called the credentialing process with, with the VA, which is typically a six month process. And in order for us, again, to manage this, there's many steps that you have to go through because you're working with the government, you're working with other parties as you're going through this. We built, again, a real robust, if you want to call it a checklist or a critical path to get them to that opportunity to where now they can start providing care for our wonderful veterans. And so we've got a handful of clinics now that are seeing veterans come in that are being referred over by the VA. And so that was just, just another example of how we've used this system that we've created for the onboarding to help support franchisees as we look at other opportunities and leverage other ways to provide care. I love it. I think that that's definitely really interesting. And it's clear that you have an operational background if that's the first thing that um, jumps out to you. Because I think that, you know, it, it, it's always interesting to see where your roots take you. And that was one of the first things you guys seemed to do. And you had that with, you know, an operational excellence in mind, which I think is always really interesting. And it's almost like you knew what I was going to ask, ask next, because, you know, as somebody who is who has an operational background, I, I'm sure I don't need to tell you this, but you know, a lo all, all brands are spending thousands of dollars to hone that operational, you know, hone that operational efficiency that you were just speaking of. And but obviously, you know, you were just telling me before we hopped on here that you know it's going to be really nice to be able to see your franchisees again. And it's been a really long time. But what we all know is is that we can't be in the same place. We can't be in 27 different places at once. Um, and, and it, of course, is easier said than done to ensure that everything's happening in the way that you want to. So I am kind of curious. So is this system that you guys have, is that really what allows um, your brand your brand to kind of equip your frontline managers when you aren't there with the tools to keep everybody um, at your brand accountable to ensure that things are happening in the way that you envision them because you can't be there at, you can't be there all the time? Yeah. And I think, yeah, that speaks to the importance of if you've, again, a lot of franchisors will work off of, you know, an Excel document to accomplish some of the things that I'd outlined earlier. But this, yes, is certainly a checks and balance system, which is one of the most important things as a franchisor. Most franchisors struggle with, particularly when you get to a certain size, they're starting to struggle with compliance, right, of the operational standards, compliance within the marketing guidelines of what they can and can't do. So when you build a system like we have, it allows for a lot of checks and balances. It also serves as a platform for people to request certain things, right? We're looking at, just as an example, potentially adding cupping therapy as a service in some of our clinics. And that was an idea that came from a franchisee. And so in most systems, franchisees go rogue and they're like, I'm going to 
I'm going to go do this myself. But we've developed, you know, ways for people to share their ideas, which is one of the most important things a franchisor can do. It doesn't mean you're going to allow a franchisee to do it. But if you give them a platform to share their ideas and the business plan behind it and the why behind it, and then it gives me and my team an opportunity to discuss those ideas in our management meetings and determine if this is something that we want to move forward with. Again, it's a great way for us to not only um, you know keep checks and balance with compliance, but also an opportunity for us to understand what's working and understand if there are great ideas out there. Um, because if you look at you know a brand like McDonald's, the Egg McMuffin and the Big Mac were both ideas of a franch- of franchisees. Mm-hmm. And so there are really good ideas out there. And I think, um, you know, the second piece of that is really leveraging our vendor relationships. Um, we have a vendor called Over the Top. They're out of Southern California and they manage all our franchisees. Um, Google AdWord buys a lot of their social stuff, their spend on Facebook ads and those sorts of things. And so they're, they're another, um, to me, it's, you know, those vendor relationships are key. Um, cause again, franchisors usually get in the vendor relationships and they don't work out for a couple of reasons. One, they can't scale with the brand and two, they really don't understand what the business plan is of the brand. And so to me, when you identify important vendor relationships and they understand what your goals are and where you want to go as a brand, and more importantly, you know, what your growth tra- trajectory is and they can grow with you, then that's a win-win relationship. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's just interesting to hear, you know, the the mentality that you had when you started the brand. I mean, most people don't think of it with that in mind, but I suppose that that's uh, what you get when you have somebody who was part of the operations department of two very successful health and wellness brands. So it certainly does make sense. Before we keep going with this interview, let's take a break to talk about our friends from Scorpion. Franchisees partner with your brand to go into business for themselves, not by themselves. Your team works super hard to support them, of course. And yet, franchisees still seem to complain and still seem to be frustrated and confused by everything they need to do to compete for new customers, especially as it relates to digital marketing. With social media, Google search, video, YouTube, everything in between, it's a constant struggle for your team to really be able to keep up and provide that support that the franchisees obviously are buying into and what they deserve. With Scorpion, you have the ability to work with a digital marketing company that helps franchise brands and their franchisees get out of the weeds of digital marketing. With an awesome combo of best-in-class people and technology, Scorpion connects all the marketing dots to provide clear, personalized plans that are measured against the one thing your franchisees care the most about, revenue growth. Finally, a cohesive brand approved strategy for all of your franchisees, not just some. Scorpion empowers your team to provide exactly what your franchisees partner with you for, world-class support that allows them to focus their time and energy on growing their business. To learn a little bit more about Scorpion, please go to scorpion.co slash MB. That is scorpion.co slash MB. You know, I'm curious, just kind of off of thinking of this, I'd imagine that you're dealing with a lot of the same issues that the chiropractic industry and the massage industry is dealing with in terms of recruiting, um, recruiting people because it is a specialized it is a specialized service. So if there's uh-huh. any any secrets or anything like that that you guys have uh, to recruiting acupuncturists to um, come in and work in the locations? Yeah, that's a great question because we did experience that at, at the joint. Um, there were challenges in, with recruitment, particularly when you're a little bit disruptive. Um, mm-hmm. And so as I was speaking earlier, from day one, we wanted to identify those people within the space that could really help get the profession to embrace us as opposed to, oh, great, here comes modern acupuncture. They're going to ruin the profession. 
Um, and so one of the first people we sought out, her name is Marilyn Allen. Um, she's the only delegate for the World Health Organization for acupuncture. Um, and she knows, I mean, this lady knows almost everyone in the profession. So we flew her out here because um, she lived in Southern, Southern California at the time. We flew her out here about two months after we started the company. Um, and she sat in her conference room and we laid out like who we are, you know, what our mission is and what we're trying to accomplish. And tears started rolling down her face. And she said, it gave me goosebumps. She said, this is what this medicine has been needed for the last 20 to 30 years. I'm so thankful that you guys are here and I'm going to do everything I can to help you guys grow. So for us to, to start that relationship with someone like her, gave us access to, again, to the schools, gave us ac access to the associations, gave us access to the license, the licensure, you know, pieces of it. Anyone that, sh that we thought that she thought would be good for us to, again, help grow the profession together, she put us in touch with. So through that, we've now have good, very good relationships with a lot of the schools. We have relationships with um, key people within the profession. And so that's where we wanted to start because we knew if we could start and have them embrace us as opposed to, oh no, they're going to, you know, these guys are going to be a little bit disruptive. We took that approach early on. Um, and so these schools are, they're graduating. There's 55 schools across the country. Um, a lot of people don't know that. And acupuncturists go wow. to school for, yeah, most of them around four years. Um, and they're going through three, about 2,300 hours of schooling. So they have, it's equivalent to a, a, a master's or a PhD by the time they come out in Chinese medicine. Um, and most of them can't, you know, a lot of them go out and try to do it on their own. Um, but they're already in $100,000 of debt. So it's harder for them to get bank loans, right? And a lot of them have to borrow money in order to open their own, their own practice. So most of them come out of school and they don't have that opportunity. So they'll go, you know, wait tables or they'll go, they'll just get out of the profession completely because there's no one really hiring. Um, and so we go to conferences. Again, we leverage relationships with the school. I'll give you an example. The school here, um, we're starting to do some internship opportunities to where the kids that are close to graduating come and work in our clinics um, and those sorts of things. So it's to me, it's all about getting ahead of it. And it's all about trying to embrace the key people within the profession so that you can meet the key players again to help the whole profession grow, not just us. I love that. That's that's super interesting and very, very smart because I think that, you know, that's something that a lot of brands are dealing with and they really, really struggle with it, especially right now. I mean, you and I read the news all the time, I'm sure. And I'm sure you see, you know, the restaurant space, everything, every space. I feel like it, it's impossible to get an Uber these days when it's not $40. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, like right? everybody knows that it's a problem. So it uh, definitely is very, very smart. That you guys thought of that before it became a big one uh, in the past you know, year or so. Now, uh, I want to I, I want to transition into marketing uh, because I think that that it is a really important aspect of what you guys are doing. You guys are creating an industry, and you guys there is a lot of education that's involved in that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that you guys built up some really great goodwill um, before the pandemic. But you know, as I'm sure that you've experienced in your own life, there's been a pretty major reset in loyalty and just 
overall customer and consumer behavior because you know nobody knows how to act nobody knows how we can hug each other nobody knows like if they're going to be continuing <laughs> to order all those pizzas they were ordering during the pandemic just things are changing right so yeah how is your brand taking advantage of this of this unique opportunity because there's never been more um, opportunity to go out and find new customers because people are just like i don't know what to spend all this money on i haven't been outside in a year so how are you guys doing that for first and foremost, and then we'll get to the flip side of it. Okay. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, I mean part of what we wanted to do, um, and, you know, you rewind to April of last year and everyone's in shock and, you know, that's the start of this COVID coma and no one's, no one knew how long it was going to last. So one of the things that I wanted to do is make sure that we stay front and center um, to our patients. And so what we started was <clears throat> four times a month, we were communicating with our patients and we're communicating them using our platform to give them tools and resources for them to manage stress at home. And so what we would, you know, to give you an example, one of the first communications we had was all around stress management and how you can use acupressure, which is essentially just applying pressure with a finger to different parts of the body to help reduce stress. Um, we also gave them which is music that now plays within our clinics. Um, and we just launched this post COVID, but we partnered with a gentleman that um, has, his music's been proven through hospital systems and case studies to help people's stress <laughs> reduce. So there was tools and resources that we wanted to deliver to our patient base, knowing a lot of them wouldn't be able to come into our clinics. And so we're providing therapeutic music and those are just examples. And then also kind of the acupressure uh, pieces of what they could do at home. So that's, that's where we started through that. And then what we wanted to do once, you know, again, managing it, cause we have clinics in 15 States. And so some clinics were required to close, to close for a long period of time. Other uh -huh. clinics like here in Arizona and Texas were, were allowed to stay open, but just reduced on number of people that were allowed in the facility and those sorts of things. So we had to, we had to balance it, right. We had to provide those tools to those franchisees that had closed clinics and then also continue to support those that did not have clinics or, or weren't, that weren't um, allowed to stay open. Um, and so, you know, now where we are and how we're trying to capitalize on, on what you said, you know, people have this money that they haven't spent. People are starting to get out and about again. Um, we launched a national referral program this month. We really wanted to leverage our patients that come in four to eight times a month are really loyal patients, right? Those that are nines and tens saying, I love this place. I want to tell the world about it. So we partnered with uh, Theragun. Well, I'm, I've, if, if you watch TV at all, they, uh, it's, it's Therabody, right? That owns Theragun, but mm -hmm. they, um, they're a, a very large growing brand. So we partnered with them to launch a national referral program. And so essentially if you refer someone to modern acupuncture, the person that the new patient that comes in and the person that referred them, they both are entered into a drawing to win a Theragun. And so we've got eight Thera, Theraguns to give away. We launched that program in May and it's been very successful. We've brought a lot of new people um, into modern acupuncture and we're starting to, again, live up to our mission of, of making lives better. I like that. I think it's definitely very smart to be able to have some different ideas. I mean, the stress relieving, everybody needed that. So I think that that definitely um, was thinking on your feet quickly. So, I mean, that, that was the taking advantage part. Now on the flip side, uh, as we know, 
Um, yeah. You know, we kind of discussed this. It, it, it is it, it is hard to be able to retain those loyal customers that that were coming in pre-pandemic because they haven't seen you and interacted with your staff in a really long time, and they haven't had the ability to have acupuncture in some states and you know, months yeah. and months and months. So what were you guys doing to retain those people to ensure that they were continuing to come back? The referral program was definitely a really good start to do both bring in new customers and to retain some folks. But was there anything else that you guys thought of that really um, made it easy to be able to um, actually keep those people around? Yeah, a lot. Of, we have um, part of our pricing opportunity, our pricing model is uh, a monthly recurring billing which allows you two visits per month. So if you look at like Massage Envy, right, they have the recurring revenue model, same with the joint. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what we launched with here as well, which allows patients two visits per month. And most clinics are around 89 to $99 uh, for those two visits, which is well below the national average of what people pay for an acupuncture session, which is right around 75 or 80, believe it or not. So even at $100 for two visits, we're way below that. So what a lot of clinics did during this time is they reached out to those loyal patients. They reached out to those members and said, hey, we're going to pause the billing. We don't want you to rack up all these visits that you can't use. Um, So they paused it and said, hey, we're not going to, even if you do have access to the facility, most of them reached out to their members and their loyal customers and said, hey, the clinics that are open, right? They called reached out to the patients and asked if they're comfortable to come in. Um, And if they weren't comfortable, then they paused their membership and said, hey, when you are ready to come back, our first, the first visit back is on us. Um, and then those clinics that remain closed, mm-hmm. the same thing. A lot of it was just getting on the phone. It was establishing. And to me, you know, if you're a, if you're a patient and you get a call from either the acupuncturist or the individual works up front, we call them the Zen advisor. If you get a call from one of those two people and they're just calling to check in to see how you're doing through COVID and to let you know that, hey, when you feel comfortable again, you feel safe. We're going to be here to help manage your stress and anxiety or what you were coming in for previously, right? So it was a lot of, of um, hand-to-hand combat, I call it, in terms of yep. get, getting on the phone and let's think of different ways that we can provide outreach and make our patients feel very comfortable. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was a lot of guerrilla marketing uh, that was happening, uh, you know, during, you know, during the, when times were very dark. So I think it definitely makes sense that you guys had to really get granular with it, but Hey, it seems like it worked out really well. And I think that having that, being able to retain those loyal customers is, is important. And when people I've experienced a couple things that, you know, I hadn't gotten to do in a really long time. And now that I do it again, it's like, a, it's like, I never missed a beat. So I think that that's the way that a lot of people will feel, which is certainly good. Um, yeah, and, you're and, right. Get, getting back into a routine, right? I mean, you yes. said it, if you're, if you have a routine and then you're trying to get back into it, then um, once you adopt it again, you're more likely to, to continue that routine, but it's the adoption point again, which is critical. Yeah, I certainly agree. I think that just being able to, uh, being able to get people back in the routine is important, especially when it's a membership model. Um, but anyway, so I want to get in more, a little bit, dig a little bit deeper into the marketing side of things. Um, I'm sure that as you know, an executive that has been in the franchise space for quite a while, I'm sure you've seen the way that we are marketing to people evolve quite a bit. You mentioned that you do have a partner that does uh, this a lot, and I'm sure that they tell you uh, quite often that. Um, that you know, Facebook and Google and all those and all those big tech companies just seem to change things around quite a bit. Um, and, and there's mm-hmm. been a lot of things in the news lately 
about they're changing their algorithm again to, in, again. And I think it's been like 15 times, it seems like in the past three months. So, <laughs> you know, understandably, um, that does make life pretty difficult uh, for brands to manage all of these things. And, you know, especially when you guys are inventing a new category, you know, you know, knowing that you guys have to spend a lot to be able to educate people. And I'm sure that your I'm sure that your company tells you this often, you know, what are, are you guys doing anything interesting to get people to convert more on your website? Is there buy nows? Is there things of that nature that you guys are using to lure people to, to come in and try acupuncture? Cause there is that education piece we talked about. Is there anything interesting you guys do um, to try and lure people to try something that, you know, maybe they're afraid of needles or something like that. You know, what are you guys doing to be able to educate people to get them to come in and convert when they're coming to your website? Yeah, that's a good question. So we leverage, again, our relationship with Over the Top um, on all those key components with algorithms changing every every day. It seems like they're sure. on top of all they're on on top of all of that. So um, they're they're really drivers for most of our clinics have an introductory offer. Um, and if it's twenty nine, thirty nine, or forty nine, right? It's just an introductory offer for your consultation exam and your first treatment, um, and that drives people to our landing pages, which helps us then convert. Uh, and as soon as a lead comes in, franchisees are trained to call those leads right away. Right? It's a hot mm-hmm. lead. Um, and what's great about our system is that you know we've they've built an API into our the point of sale system that we use. So on our landing page, we require your name and email and a phone number. And so as soon as you come into the clinic, we're in healthcare. So we get those, right, that information, those data points, they're matched up. And then you fall out now because you're actually a lead that came into the clinic. And so then those that don't come into the clinic, they go through, we built a drip system, whether it's through text messages or through email, we continue to drip on those people because they were a hot lead that wanted to seek out acupuncture. So we have some algorithm and some systems on the back end that continue to communicate with those people. Um, and then things, uh, to your point, what do we do to educate people? What do we do to try and drive others that, you know, top of the funnel, if they're looking for something else into acupuncture, and I'll give you two examples of, of what we're doing. We've really stepped up our blog game. We, we published an ear seed blog. Um, this was during COVID. Again, this is just another tool and resource that we sent out to our patient base and gave them access through one of our vendors to buy ear seeds. Um, and it showed them how you apply them in your ears and the stress, the stress points, right. That help reduce stress. So anyhow, those blogs over time have gained over five to 6,000 clicks. Um, and that's just driving people again to our website. Someone that was interested in ear seed now has been driven and converted into a, pota- a patient potentially. Uh, we also published a sleep blog during COVID. Again, like I told you earlier, we are sending out, again, tools and resources uh, to help them manage sleep. But the sleep sleep blog, same thing. It's got a lot organically. It's, it's breaking very high. And we're seeing a lot of conversions to our website from these blogs and to the microsites of the franchisees, which then eventually takes them to the landing page that I spoke about earlier for the, for the first visit offer. So we're really stepping up our blog game and we're starting to commit, you know, look at different ways for us to get people that are interested in this topic and funnel them all the way back, all all the way to, to acupuncture. So we've committed now to our franchisees that we're going to be writing uh, eight blogs per month. 
and that will that will be starting wow um in q3 wow that's uh you have you have you you know there there is an educational piece to what you guys have to do and a blogs a month is quite a commitment so i think that um i i I definitely like that idea quite a bit. Uh, there's never too much content, especially when you're inventing a category. So um, definitely very smart of you guys to do that. So uh, let's get into franchise development, if you don't mind. Uh, this is where we're going to end, uh, and then we'll get into some major plans for the rest of the year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, As we know, franchise development is slated to be um, at quite a major inflection point in the next year or two. Um, you know, Why do you feel that your brand is the ideal path for someone to you know, either realize their American dream or to diversify their portfolio with if they already are exposed into franchising in some way with other investments. Yeah. And I, well, this is, so when I, like we were talking about before we got, we started the podcast is one of the favorite things for me is to travel and go see our clinics, meet the patients coming into our clinics, talk to our franchisees. And when I'm there having dinner with our franchisees or I'm at the clinic with the franchisees, where I'm talking to patients. A lot of times patients are thanking the franchisee for opening up that modern acupuncture. Um, There's so many people in this country looking for resources that aren't medication, for resources that don't don't take them down a path that they don't want to go down. Um, And so acupuncture is usually the the last thing people try. Um, And I think over time, it's going to be one of the first things that they try now more than ever, right? Coming out of COVID again, people are looking for natural ways to really take care of their health and manage it. Uh, we just conducted a system-wide survey that said 80% of our patient base are interested in using acupuncture for as part of their wellness regime, not just for aches and pains and for symptoms, but really managing their overall health and managing their stress. And so, that, so when you talk to our franchisees, they more than anything, they're now involved in a concept that's really helping people. Um, and you, you know, you might get that in food. You might make people happy, right. By serving a hot knife's dish. Um, but, but now this is healthcare. You're changing people's lives. You're giving them an alternative. And I think, you know, knowing where acupuncture has an opportunity to go and us again, being the category creator and the leader and no one really in the rear view mirror, I think we, there's huge opportunity for us. Um, we're also very, we're a young company. We're very innovative. We're always looking at different revenue streams um, for our franchisees. And as an example, we launched a, a supplement line um, through COVID as well to give our franchisees just another tool to drive revenue and also to, again, to help patients and to give them other means to, to manage the symptom that they came in for. So I see acupuncture continuing to grow very rapidly. And I think, you know, and we may look back to three years from now and say that COVID was a blessing, uh, meaning that it gave us time to slow down a little bit, gave us time to, to really pause and understand what's the most important for our franchisees and what's the most important for, for our patients. Um, and so we're, I, I've never been more excited for our brand. And I mm-hmm. think going into the early part of next year, I think we're going to, we're going to hit a, a another huge growth trajectory like we saw our first couple of years. Yeah, well, I'm really excited to see where that goes because you know it, inventing a space is hard, as we've discussed on this episode. But I think that mm-hmm. your your ability to be able to you know use the experience that you guys have had in the past certainly can't hurt. So I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. You know, and, and, and Matt, to finish off the podcast here. 
with, with, with the bow. Um, let's talk a bit about the major plans you guys have for the rest of the year. I know that you talked about the eight blogs. That's a major plan from an education standpoint. Let's talk a bit about a bit more about some major initiatives you guys have to close out the year. Yeah. So we're looking, um, I mentioned the VA and the opportunity there. We're also looking yes. at, we're, we're all private pay right now. So we're looking at other opportunities for us to look at the third party pay system and really wrap our heads and understand. We've taken a deep dive into it, but we continue to understand and learn more each and every day. Um, there's more and more companies now that are adding acupuncture as a benefit for their employees. So we're trying to stay ahead of that and understand how do we fit this model into that box. And if we can't fit this model in that box, how do we really leverage what businesses are looking to do? And again, that's provide alternative ways for them to manage pain and stress. And so for us, if we can, you know, look at those two things and we can figure that out, which we will, it's just, it's then at some point in time, we got to, you know, figure which lane that we go down. And to me, that's just another opportunity for us to grow. And that's an opportunity for more people to have to make their lives better. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do. I, I, I now am fully educated on your brand and I knew nothing before this, but now I'm happy that I do. Uh, really looking forward to seeing, you know, the growth and, you know, the way that you guys are creating a new category. And I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today to tell us a little bit more about modern acupuncture. Absolutely, man. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Well, perfect. And folks, if you'd like to listen to more episodes like this, please go to Modern Business. That is Modern Business without the E, which I know might be a bit confusing because we were talking to Modern Acupuncture with the E, but that is Modern Business without the E. Um, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, thank you all so much for listening uh, and for following along. Uh, by this point, you are likely listening to all of our Modern Business podcasts, uh, tour episodes that we have. So thanks again, folks. And uh, looking forward to coming to you with more episodes very soon. Thanks again. Cheers. Cheers.